All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Reimagined Faith with TJ, Destiny, and Lauren. And today we're going to be talking about listening for God. Destiny, you want to start that out for us? Listening for God. As if we can wrap all that into one, wrap all that bigness into one session. But it is absolutely one of my favorite, favorite topics because I feel like there was a point in my life where I didn't understand listening for God, listening to God. And then once I realized that God is always speaking, it just, it's like an adventure an adventure, not always an easy one, but listening for God. Um, I even remember a time guys, and I have a question, but I remember being woken up one of those beautiful supernatural experiences. And I heard so loud and clear, tell them they can hear me. (laughs) tell them they can hear me. It was like so loud, so thunderous. And right, right after that, I entered the spiritual direction program where the entire premise is listening for God. So it was those moments are just, oh my gosh, those are the moments that I always, that just keep me anchored and keep me grounded. So listening for God is a whole situation. And it's been this fun journey of what that looks like. And are we, when we listen for God, are we only listening through the Bible? Are we listening through nature? Are we, how are we listening? How do we see God? How do we hear God? So it's a fun, challenging, all the things adventure. Um, but here lately, I have really been sitting with connecting with others and seeing myself in others and just having that being um, our bridge, our commonality. And so when I think about listening for God, I'm not sure if I can separate that from being with people and connecting with others. So I would love to hear from you guys how you see those two um, relating. I know, yeah, I have so many experiences that I could share just about being with another person in a really authentic, vulnerable way and listening and hearing God so clearly. Like, I mean, just as if God is speaking directly through TJ straight to me it's like oh so life-giving yeah i've definitely hear god speaking through other people and it's like just exactly the thing even though they don't often know what they're saying but it's like exactly the thing i was kind of ruminating on or just hit me where i lived right yeah right yeah, that's definitely happened to me before. And I love those like little moments too. It just makes me feel, honestly, it makes me feel like special 
like in God's eyes, you know, like, oh, look at, you know, like he just orchestrates that so much where like everything is intentional within his kingdom. And so like when I do have, when I hear him and other people, whether it is just like him and other people for them or him and other people for me, there's just something so um, delicately pure about that, um, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's that's the role of community and mm-hmm. what what we as Christians uh, call the body of Christ. And the role of the body is to, I feel like everything we're supposed to do in community is supposed to be the sacred echo of what Jesus was doing with his disciples. Um, and sometimes we play the role of disciples. Sometimes we play the role of Jesus with each other. You know, it's right. just kind of these little reverberations Mm -hmm. and then and just how one of you guys shared how you don't even know that it's happening right and I I love those times because I have had some really interesting experience with um individuals who maybe identify as prophets or maybe identify as pastors or maybe identify as um evangelists or other different things where they are telling me something that God has said. Right. Mm. And it's like, Hmm, well, that don't feel like God. Mm. It makes you really question like, hold on. Like, do I hear from God? Like, is this God? Like, what is this? I don't know about you guys, but have y'all had those moments? It's like, wait, it makes you question like, all of it. And then I've had those beautiful moments where it's so innocent and a person is, we're just connecting and it's like, oh, straight from God. This is God. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had kind of the big, like, you know, people that identified as kind of being a prophet or saying prophetic words and that being Uh a gift that they have. I've been called out from the pulpit, even when I was not anything to do with the service, and just being like, I think God has a word for you. Oh. Uh, so I've had a couple of those kind of weird moments. Um, How was and, that to you? Well, I was, I think, 18 or 19 years old. It was... Uh, my family and I had just kind of started going back to church together after a long season of not really landing anywhere in particular. My dad had not gone to church with us most of my life because he was kind of figuring his own spiritual stuff out. And we had just been going back maybe like a year um, as a family. And I had been playing music with my dad Um some for for the services a very old little country church never more than like a hundred people there on a good sunday Mm -hmm. very southern gospel type music and i think i'd maybe played a song or two up there and this was a visiting kind of evangelist type guy i'd never seen him before didn't know him from adam and he was in the middle of like this winding down his talk Mm -hmm. and then just calls me out and says, uh, you're really passionate about bringing music to, to people and ministering through music. 
and God's going to uh, take that out of this town and take that to other people in the world. So follow God in that. Oh, wow. And then, so cool. in many ways, that's how I come to Nashville. And then have kind of changed what my ministry is. It's yeah. it's about more than music. Music was kind of the vehicle that got me to everywhere I've come after that, though. Oh, I love it. So that was a helpful one. Yeah, it was. I was, you know, I didn't know how to take it initially. Uh, I knew I liked music. I didn't know where it was going to take me. Um, and, and having, having since kind of had to kind of deconstruct what the role of that was in my life. Now I realize that music was the vehicle to connect with people and to share the heart, heart of God with people. And now mm -hmm. I've just found different ways to do that through speaking and writing mm -hmm. more than through music specifically. Look at you reimagining faith. Yeah. You better. I got to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's almost kind of like you saw part of the vision through that prophecy, right? And not the whole, and not the whole thing. I think that happens a lot of times too. When I hear things from, like, if I hear people speaking for, uh, for me through him, um, it will be kind of in parts a little bit, and not necessarily in the fullness, um, like in that big picture or the full picture. But mm -hmm. I think that also keeps me rooted to God and not as much rooted to what they said or that person that said it. So I think that's helpful too. Oh, that's now tell me how you got to that good knowing, Lauren, because um your girl over here, it's been live, <laughs> learn, and some bruises along the way. I think that's just what it was though, because like um not it I'll always go back to the the saying of like, check everything against the spirit, like check everything against the spirit. And so even if it is something that I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that's the one that I wanted to hear. You know what I mean? Cause I'll have, I'll have those. They're like, Ooh, yeah, I didn't want to hear that one. I'll still go back and check everything against the spirit. And so then that keeps me connected to the, the true source and not the vessel that was just being used or the words that the vessel used. Um, and so I think that's just, what's helped me along the way too. Cause I can get caught up a lot of times in, you know, hearing from God through other people. Destiny, you had brought up earlier on about how, like, how do we hear? How do we hear? You know, what, do, what are we looking at when we're trying to hear? What are we engaging in? Like, do we hear or see in nature and things like that? And that's my big one, you know, just um, hearing God in nature and things mm -hmm. of that nature, anything associated with a lot of time, life outside of just the walls of buildings and so forth. Yeah. Um, so that definitely is one of the ways in which I hear. But then also I remember having a conversation with someone and being like, how do you hear? Like, cause I think she, I'm like, you just hear so well. So how do you hear? And she's like, I spend time. And so that's how I hear. And so I always go back to that, like wherever we can find connection to hear. And we just, we just spend more time in that area. And then that mm -hmm. way we, more so if if in a season nature for me is where i hear god the most and i'm going to spend the majority of my time or more of my time um in nature than i might in some other areas and i think it just kind of ebbs and flows you know i talked to some people we might have like you know 
a, a heavy Bible season where we're just diligently reading and just having the words jump off the page, or we might have a heavy worship season where it's just, you know, praise and worship songs will speak magnitudes. Um, or, you know, we might have a heavy like communion season where that could be where most of it comes from. That's just been my experience with the different areas in which be heard. Yeah. yeah. And I'm even like now, of course, the majority of what I do in a day is, is sitting with people and being it, whether it be counseling or spiritual direction or coaching or whatever we want to call it. I like to call it being with people and during those times, it's like, I, I can't even really put it into words, but it's like, there's this vulnerability, right? Of course, just because of what we're doing, we're, we're sharing heart issues and there's a stillness. There's like this sense of peace. It's like time is standing still and that is like where I, I listen for God the best. And it's not always in their, in the, in an individual's words. It could even be in their body language. It is so, it's so interesting and, um, and fascinating. It can be in body language. It can be in something that they're wearing. It can be in something that they brought in. And it is just like, oh my goodness, that was for me. So for example, I may wake up and I'm like, okay, what am I doing today, God? I I am I would so love a piece of beef jerky, right? This is just an example. I would so love a piece of beef jerky. And then sometime throughout the day, I might connect with a person who says, Do you want a piece of beef jerky? You know, like one of my clients. And it's like, oh my gosh, like. And in that moment, it's just this beautiful confirmation and reminder that I'm, I'm always listening and I'm always providing for you or I'm always here and I've got you, you know, all these beautiful takeaways. And one morning I heard that humility and vulnerability were like the wavelength or the, or the frequency of um, the hearing. Ooh. Ooh. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that's good. But tell me, tell me more. Tell me more. So it was, of course, I was in a session because that is where the magic happens. Right. And we are just pouring, right. There's a, there's a space of vulnerability. So when a person sits, it's no pretense, no pretenses. It's no um, the mask is off, right? It is, let's connect on a heart level, right? Let's, let's get real. Let's, let's go quote unquote behind the veil, right? You know, when you're coming into a, a, any type of session like that, you're not, you're not there for the, the giggles and you're not there. You're there because you want something to be different, which is a place of vulnerability. And I always go into a session with that same heart of I'm open, you know, I'm open to whatever God wants to do. So as the person was sharing, 
And then, of course, I like to share some of my personal experiences as well, depending on how if they are helpful, if they could be helpful. Who knows? Right. It just depends. But I was sharing something to a personal experience from my life. And that was dropped in my spirit, in my mind, in my heart. I heard it. Um, And I actually had to make a note. You know, I just made a little note. Oh, my goodness. This is the this is the frequency. This is how we hear, you know, where when we are at a place of openness, um, we're at a place of humility was the word that comes because when you're sharing the real stuff, I mean, you can't be there all prideful sharing the real heart thing, right? And it was literally like I shared earlier, it's like time was standing still, like, oh, my gosh, this beautiful God, sacred, holy ground moment. Um, and I just felt like I walked away with a strategy that this is how we hear. This is mm. how we. So how would you define that for you? How, what is the how if you want to recreate that environment so that you can more easily kind of dig down and, and be in more of a posture to hear. Yeah. What do you think those things are for you that might be applicable to other people? For me, it is honesty. Um, for me, it is being receptive and being open, being really curious and engaged and present, not thinking about the thing that I have to do after, mm-hmm. um, not thinking about the worry, any worries or cares. It's just like right here in this moment, I'm open. I am attentive. Um, yeah, I think. And, and so I, the, what comes to mind is like the posture of my heart. And the only way that I can describe that is a place of humility, you know, where you are hmm, the lowly, a lowly place is what comes to mind, but it's not low in, I would say attentive, Hmm. attentive. And what helps you to get into that frame to where you can humble yourself and be attentive either with someone or if you're just by yourself listening for God? Mm. What is helpful? Probably the connecting. Connecting with another, I mean, the connection with the person um but truly interested and truly caring so is that probably love tj mm. probably love that sounds that like love honesty too huh you said something about honesty like the first thing was like honesty yeah yeah yeah, so as a clinician, right, uh, showing up knowing that I absolutely know nothing, um, um, showing up 
with a, just a heart for another human being because I too experience, right, all the things of humanity, hurt, all of it. And um, then just feeling really honored to be with another person in that moment, in that space. I think that's how I, I show up in sessions. And while, while not crying, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a genuine curiosity about the other person. Yes. Yes, TJ. I'm a very curious, curious lady. Yeah, me too. Not, <laughs> not the lady part, but also curious. <laughs> we're all curious. Yeah. yeah. I know we hear that. That's why we're here, reimagining, asking yeah. these questions of what could it be? I think for me, what, what helps me to kind of curate those moments where I can hear from God, either sitting with someone else or just by myself trying to connect more, is just intentionally unplugging from everything uh, and this mindfulness meditation. I'm telling you, this has changed my life. I've done this for at least, at the bare minimum, five minutes, usually at least 10 minutes, sometimes more, depending on my day, every day for over a year now. And it has mm -hmm. totally changed the rhythm of my life and my feeling of connection to God and to others. Um, and it's just the, the, the bare bones of just intentionally being silent with God mm. and trying to be aware of my voice and get to know what my voice sounds like, that internal dialogue that just constantly goes on that you just kind of have to be aware of but try not to give too much attention to. So I know what that sounds like now because anytime I, I pull out from everything else, I know that that's the first thing that comes up that I just kind of have to get past and just let it be. Mm. So any other thing that comes in, you know, I, I, I know it's not me. And I, after a while, I start to, to understand what the voice of God sounds like speaking to me internally and yeah. how, how it sounds different and how it says things that are different mm -hmm. from what the constant chatter and the ego box is. Oh, that's uh, good. And then I just kind of, its it doesn't take too much to kind of test it. It's like, does this sound like God? Does this sound like something that I would say in my ego self? Or does this sound like something that uh, is birthed from love, is birthed from grace, is birthed from an unconditional lovingness to not just me, but to everyone? Mm. And, and if it, it and that's the the testing the spirits that that Lauren was talking about. Does this sound like it's coming from an unconditional, all knowing and loving God's perspective, or is this from a TJ perspective that's trying to reason out and figure out things and yeah define things or maybe even pretend to be this kind mm. of small knowing a lot of things, 
loving, but loving to a certain extent, kind of small g God. And, you know, that's a constant evaluation process. But I, I can say with regular practice of just quieting myself before God and, set, and setting aside the time, you know, God usually shows up in there. And I usually hear something that's helpful to me in that moment for that day, for that season. Mm. Good stuff. Very. You shared some, you shared the, the aspects that are not even easy to sit with, like our own stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. they, they, the way of the connection. That's huge. And it's not that that ever goes away. I right. Mean, we're, we're, we're always ourselves. You know, we're not getting possessed by, by another entity that takes over our minds. We're just living, holding both things. Because we are spirit and we are flesh. And those of us who, who believe Jesus' message, we, we believe that the Holy Spirit you know, interconnects those two and communicates mm. with all of it and can communicate things through our body, through our mind, through our spirits. And sometimes we can feel those things physically. Sometimes we can feel those things emotionally. Sometimes we have no words for those things, but we feel the presence of God. Mm. Uh, and I think that's why I also, and I, I think most of the contemplatives throughout history have experienced God more through nature, because I think to get out into creation, God is a creative force, a creative mm-hmm. spirit, and we are made in his image to be in creation, to to create ourselves. And I think the closer we can get to that kind of energy and in that kind of environment and outside of this kind of man-made, you know, boxes that we make for ourselves. We literally box ourselves in, and that's how we live most of our life. We have to get outside of the box to really connect easier. We can still connect in the box when we really take the time to get outside of ourselves, get quiet, but I feel like it's just it's just like the the expressway to kind of you know get out, get in nature. Because anytime you're getting in nature, you're getting with God. Mm. Mm-hmm. So good, so good. And then like Destiny, what you said earlier about like the stillness, it feels like stillness. And then TJ, what you're saying about like kind of clearing the mind, but also holding both parts of self and the spirit knowing that both are in existence in existence but then also like we're physically when i think about getting out in nature i think about physically removing oneself from the confined right so um getting into a place of like y'all were saying that stillness but also the freedom right so when i think about being in buildings or walls or into certain spaces it does still feel a little bit more confining but when i think about being out in nature, it feels a lot more freeing. So for me, it's almost kind of like, I don't, 
Like I like as soon as I step in, then I get to meditate versus having to create a space of meditation. There is a space of meditation created already. And I think that's also a part of like God's beautiful design is that he has, you know, he loves that we can create these spaces for ourselves because we're not all, always able to just like, you know, run out um, in nature or whatnot. But he says, I've already set forth space for you to have this time with me and me with you. Right. And so I think that's just like, so I just think it's like so cool that everything that we need, we already have, mm-hmm. um, even oh. in that realm of how do we connect to him and how can we hear him or, um, or be listening for him? Yeah, that's so good. You make me want to like go take a walk like right now. Hey, I'm like, what do I have this afternoon? Because I need to go. <laughs> run in this cold weather <laughs> yeah and 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 because it's not a it's both right and so I hear you guys and I feel you guys even as you're talking about the nature and like that's what I feel with people mm-hmm. like that's so interesting because like I I see it and I feel it and it's and I and it's the same it is in that isn't that so interesting? Like, it's the same. Like, I felt both of y'all's energy as you were sharing it. Like, oh, and that is what I feel with humans, which is so. Well, people are nature. You know, we, right? we, we often want to pull ourselves out of being the creation and being nature. But, you know, we are, when we're connecting with nature we're and we're connecting with people, It's it really is the same thing. Well, isn't it like here we are y'all reimagining faith and i just think about being in spaces where it had to be very separate like it had to you know if you begin to talk about anything um nature (laughs) right then it's going to something else or if you begin to talk about the divinity that each individual houses right that's a whole we're going off course so it's just amazing to be here with you guys reimagining faith and and really stepping into a more spacious something yeah i i think that's also the the distinction that that people get tripped up on is it's not worshiping nature it's worshiping in nature it's using Mm -hmm. nature as a conduit to connect to god yeah you i'm so glad you made that point too because i think that is truly what it is like it's not nature is not being made an idol right you know It's just, you know, seeing everything as God has ordained it to be. Yeah. And then bringing that in, you know, almost like this appreciation of God's creation. So. Which is what destiny is doing with people. Because when we see God in people, we see God in nature. We, Mm -hmm. We just, you know, I think the spiritual contemplative path is to learn to see God in all things. Yeah. But why are we okay idolizing humans and you talk about seeing God in a tree and people get all freaked out. <laughs> well, cause people used to worship 
trees and nature. <laughs> I mean, some people still do. You know, that's that's certain levels of uh, witchcraft is really nature worship at the end of the day. But we we can do it with humans, which is so interesting. So my mind is going to how we idolize um, humans at times, right? We whatever if it's the pastor or the this or the that or this person with this spiritual gifting or talent or whatever right we can idolize them in whatever role mm-hmm. yeah. my, my favorite quote from tim keller uh the christian author is the human heart is an idol factory and it is the human posture to make idols of everything including mm-hmm. ourselves whether we're yeah. aware of it or not Right. And then, so just for the same thing, if I'm sitting with a person and I see God, it's, I can't make that person God. Right. Right. You know, just like you wouldn't be out in tree in, in the forest doing that with a tree. But what comes up for me, which is, I don't know why I'm harping on this, probably, probably my own stuff, guys, right. Uh, my own experiences, but I do feel like, it's just amazing how on in one in one situation one is more socially acceptable right in some in some spaces yeah, one just a perspective a, shift mhm yeah mm-hmm. and it hasn't been labeled enough yet okay and so what i mean by that is just as we kind of know like the worshiping of things in nature can be viewed as witchcraft right it's and if we were to use that same language with worshiping of people um people might have a little bit of a pushback on it right but i think the more it is called out and recognized for what it is and the more that it will be called out and recognized for what it is to where it won't have that sense of tension or pull that makes Ooh. sense and yet, practically every megachurch yep. in the country has idol worship of the the lead pastors. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That's the truth. But you talk about seeing seeing God in a tree, honey, and you. <laughs> you. Which some people, this this goes into a whole other thing we don't have time for, but some people want to keep God on a tree. Oh. TJ, now why are you going to start that? TJ. <laughs> Maybe that can be next time. Yeah. Oh. That's so good. Drop the bomb just then. Yeah. So, guys, when we think about reimagining faith, reimagining faith, listening for God, maybe even listening for God as we are interconnected. Yeah, so listening for God as we are interconnected. Huh. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week too, just about seeing him in all the things. If I can see him in all the things, then I'll have more eyes for him in all of those things. And so the the connection for what I'm hearing now is like, so if I can see him in all things and I can listen for him in all of those things and I can go back and then test it against the spirit, of course. Um, But just having that openness. And so I think where it leaves me 
is what was mentioned earlier, Destiny, about the humility piece. Um, and so if I'm humble in the, in the unknown and then open to receive and to hear, um, then I think that would allow for me to listen for God in a lot more places than I might have given myself permission to. And so I think that's what it'll be for me to give myself permission in this season to listen for God in all the spaces in which God has created, because I'm allowing myself to see God in everything pretty much. Yeah. Well said, well said. Well guys, we're going to wrap this episode for another episode of reimagined faith as we're reimagining these ideas together. What does it mean to us? What does it mean to you? Join, join our conversation, find us on our socials, uh, rate review subscribe get the word out here join our community in whatever ways you feel led to as we are all equal partners on this journey together until next time